0: And I understand that. Uh, but, you know, the best day to start reading your Bible is, right? Today. today. That's right. And so I would encourage you guys to dive into that if you would. Uh, we have them in the office if you guys are interested in getting one. Uh, we'd love to have you kind of go with us. What I'm going to preach out today is what we would have read on Tuesday. You know, and, and, and God really worked on me on this one because... Um, you know, it's a good, you know, I say it's a good message. You guys will be the judge of that, I guess, right? And, uh, and, uh, but you know, God's speaking to your heart when you can't go to sleep that night, because every time you sleep, he keeps on waking you up with what you're going with, with to say. And, uh, and so that's where God has it. You know, one of the things that I've, I realize is, how many of you guys think that life is full of ups and downs? Oh, absolutely. I, I've had times in my life where it seems like I've struggled to take one step, and then I make it, I'm like, "Woo!" And then all of a sudden, I find out I have to take two or three backwards. And I'm like, what happened? And then, and then I've had other times where I finally feel like I've, I've, I've finally arrived. I have made it. And then I come to find out that I hadn't even made it in the building yet. You know, I thought I was somewhere, but then God shined a light on it and said, hey, Jeff, you know, you've just taken a step. We got a long way to go with you don't we and and that's kind of how i want to i really want to talk about um how many guys have regrets in life yeah Yeah. Yeah? i have a recent regret i'm going to share with you my wife is going to probably chuckle if she's watching online right now so uh the seventh was my 22nd wedding anniversary yes so if you see Jenny, give her a big hug, because she stayed with this for 22 years. And uh, God bless her. And, uh, but it was my 22, my 20, my 22 anniversary, my uh, 22nd anniversary, and I thought, you know what, I've got some plans. And we got a house, that was, that, was, that, that was our big thing on it. And so I wanted to do a couple things, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to surprise my wife. So what I did is I went out and, and, and I bought her some roses. Good start okay then i bought her a nice card I'm, I'm building right well my wife likes pioneer woman so i thought well i need a vase so i i found something that she didn't have and she's got into drinking a lot more teas and i bought her this really cool pioneer woman teapot that i said man that's going to be my vase and i put those flowers in there see 22 years i'm learning things okay <laughs> And and so I put them in there, and and I'm thinking, man, that's fantastic. This is great. What else can I do for her? She has this coffee at a little place downtown in Madison that she likes. It's called uh, G&H Coffee. And I thought, I am going to go and get her favorite one. It's actually a tea. It's called called a London Fog. And she absolutely loves it. And I thought, man, this is fantastic. So I've got it all together, and I go in. And, and and I sneak back into the, the office where she's working and I say, Here, honey, I got flowers for you. She's Aww I get her a card and I set down the coffee on some papers. Yeah, you can see where this is going, huh? <laughs> well, there's a pen underneath these papers that I cannot see. And the coffee goes over everything. I sent her a message later on, and she's like, you know, she did really well and, and on and everything. I thought, man, I'm, I'm driving home going, man, I want a do-over. You know, I, I've got all these things. I thought, man I, have, man, I am impressed with myself, and then I was humbled like that. You know, and you're going like, Jeff, is that a true story? You can't make that kind of stuff up. You just can't make that up. So, you know, but, but I've had other times in my life where I've had regrets that are a lot worse than that. You know, that was just a little coffee. Right, or a little T in this case. But I've had other regrets in my life where, where I've, that's been pretty serious and they've impacted my life for years and years to come. And, and because of what it is, and, and, and I've had other times that I've had brothers or sisters in Christ that, or, or brothers and sisters that aren't in Christ, and I've had to pull them aside and say, Listen, I got to tell you, you're on a road to destruction. And it, it hurt me. It hurt me greatly to be able to have to even share that with them and pull it out because you know we're in this world and we say that you know who are you to judge another man's servant you know servant right and and you're not supposed to call out sin and that's not true the bible says that we're supposed to but we do it in love see if i had my friend and he was getting running running the house was burning down around him if i loved him i'm gonna grab him and pull him out of the house right And and so when we're reading our reading this week, in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 7, we see the prior chapters, there was a sexual immorality that was going on in the church, and the church wasn't dealing with it. And Paul had to address this. And he wrote a a series of letters into it to this church and said, Listen, you guys, I love you guys, and because I love you, I need to share with you what's going on. And you have to take care of this, because if you don't, bad things are going to happen. So, and in, in, in if you got your Bible with us, if not, it'll be right up on the screen right now. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 7 and verses 8. Um, I'm going to really read 8 through 10, and you can keep on going on. But, but basically it says, it says, even, this is Paul talking, he says, even if I cause you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a while. Yet now... I'm happy not because that you were made sorry, but because your sorrow has led to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God had intended, and so you were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. You know, I've learned in, in life there's a lot of different paths that I can choose to walk on. And I really kind of narrowed it down to really a couple two. But I'm going to give you three on it. You know, I have there's my way, there's God's way, and there's the highway. And so those are our points today for you guys that outline. I just gave them all to you right there. All right, so first I want to talk about my way because that's the way I always start out. I would love to say that my first step every morning is God's way. But I've got this thing called my flesh that I fight all the time. And and I have things that I want to do. And a lot of times I I go my way. And and, and in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 it says, There's a way which seems right unto man, but its end is the way is death. See, just because I think that there's a right way to go doesn't mean it is the right way to go. I have my way that I want to do things. I've made a point in my life a lot of times to go my own way. I've talked to my kids and talked about don't be the follower, be the leader. And, and, and sometimes when I'm being a leader and, and, I, and I'm leading my way and, and you go with confidence and people will follow. Unfortunately, sometimes my, my confidence can be bringing me off the side of a cliff. You don't want to follow those ones, right? And so sometimes we look at traits of a leader and they can be good or they can be bad. It depends on where your foundation is and where you're going forward. It depends on where you're going forward. Have you ever had someone point out sin in your life? Do you think it was easy for them? There's this thought that you're, you're so self-righteous and everything that you're going to go out and point out something. I'm sorry, I don't see self-righteous. I think I, think I see love. Because when I love someone, if I love someone so much that I can say, listen, my friend, I see that you're going towards destruction. And and, and listen, let me come alongside you. Is there any way I can help you? Can I help you get out of this thing you're at? Because listen, I love you and I don't want bad things for you. That's what Paul was talking about. That's exactly what Paul was talking about. In verse 8, he says, even if I caused you sorrow in my letter, I don't regret it. You're saying, but Paul. But then he says, But then I did regret it. Have you ever said something and you want to pull it back out of the air? And you said something, it just leaves your mouth before your brain fully engages and it's just out there. Well, sometimes we do that in love and we're doing it because what we need to, and you don't regret it because you said it up front, but then you regret it right afterwards and you're thinking, Man, was I too harsh? Did I throw that out there? Did I not do it with enough love or anything? Was my motivation correct and you kind of regret it? And that's what Paul's talking about. He says, that. listen, he says, even if I cause you sorrow in my letter, he goes, I don't regret it. Though I did regret it. I see that my letter hurts you, but only for a while. See, sometimes when I have truth that spoke into my life, it hurts it's not all this easy thing. And see, there's this, there's this big lie about Christianity is that, and you have people out there and they talk about it. And they say, that, listen, Jeff, why don't you trust Jesus as your Savior? Everything's butterfly and roses. I don't hear that in the gospel. When I read my Bible, I don't see that. I have a, a dear pastor friend of mine that, that, that when I, when I surrender to, to preach, I end up becoming his associate pastor. My wife and I went out to dinner with him and his wife. And, and when, we, when we did that, he said, he goes, he goes Jeff, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going to go down this path. And I'm thinking, man, aren't you going to be happy for me? And he says, no, he goes, the reason why, he goes, because you just put a major bullseye on your back. He goes, you're going to be a target for Satan and, and, and his demons and they're going to go on and they're going to be attacking you and they're going to be trying to discourage you because you're saying that you want to step out for Jesus Christ and you want to walk in his way. And I've had people that had to speak truth in my life where, where I've had problems with my theology or I had problems with what I was thinking. Well, I thought this was right because this is a worldly thought, but yet God's way says something different. And then I have a point to do and it hurt for a little bit but not for always you know i i I think back when i was younger and i get disciplined by my dad you know i I was never and some of you guys i know some of your stories and i know some of you guys have had 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 parents that weren't what you would call model parents and but you know luckily i had a dad that loved me and and every now and then he disciplined me and he would i i always hated the conversation this is going to hurt me more than a word than it hurts you i got to be honest with you, I struggle still with that because, you know, i got to say that when I got whooped, it, yes, and I did get whooped, and, 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 you know, that it hurt. And I'm thinking it hurt me at that point a lot more than him. But that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about the emotional hurt that it has because he loved me so much that, that it hurt him to have to discipline. But because he knew that if he disciplined me, it would keep me from doing something worse later. You know why I don't rob a bank? Because the consequences are greater than the reward. I don't think this would do good in prison. Just being honest. Right? And, and, you know, God knows that with us too. He says, listen, he goes, I would rather discipline you now than have something worse later on happen in your life. See, my way leads to destruction. My way doesn't lead to butterflies and roses. But I'm so glad that there's a a better way. Truth hurts. Anybody tells you different is giving you another gospel. Truth hurts. I can make a choice when I find out about that truth, though. Do I continue to go my way? Or do I turn it over to God and go His way? Do I go His way? See, God, in Jeremiah, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Jeremiah 29, 11. Actually, my favorite one is John 14, 6. It says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And I love that. And everybody say, well, there's all kinds of different ways to heaven, but the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. That's scripture. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. You, know, you see, Jesus did not put me on this earth. and my, he didn't, I didn't get born of, of, of Snowden Matthews and Eileen Matthews and everything just so I can breathe air and walk on this. He had a plan for my life. And he has plans for me and he has things that he wants me to do in life as I go forward. And he has a plan and it's his way. It's God's way. God knows that my way is going to lead to destruction. He knows that that my flesh wants to put myself higher than all of you guys. But God's way is different. God says if you want to be first, you need to be last. And and if I was in the corporate world, the higher I move up the ladder, the more money I make, the more people I have over me, the more I am. Do you know God's way is exactly opposite of that? God says the more that you want to follow me, the lesser you need to become and the servant to more people you become. See, as a pastor of this church, it doesn't mean that I lord over all you. It means that, listen, I am your servant. That means that I humble myself so I can lift you up. I don't see what you can do for me. I look to see what you can do for God. It's completely opposite of my way. See, that's what God's way is. It's, it's not my way. It's not my way. God wants to keep me from harm. I don't think he throws me in the fire so I can come out charred. Every now he puts me in the fire so he can make me step and move where he needs me to move. He wants better for me. I'm going to ask, Jason, can I get you to come up here real fast? And Albert, can I get you to come up here with me? And I'm going to use these two here real fast. If I want to get you to do me a favor, we're going to have a little illustration. I just stand right here. Albert, I want you just to stand right here. See, Albert is going to symbolize me. Here, make sure we're over here. I want to make sure we're in the camera for online. <laughs> he has less hair. That's why he's up front. He looks better. And uh, so, so what we're going to do is this. is Albert is going to be me. This is me before I trusted Jesus as my Savior. This is, he's going to be where I... He thought he was on the other side. He thought he was going to be God. <laughs> no. So, Albert, I want you just to stand right here. And then this is going to be a stretch. All right. Okay. So, I want you to stand right here. And and then Jason here, he's going to be God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, So, what happens here is... Is is when, when I trusted Jesus as my Savior, it just took that grain of a mustard seed of kind of faith. It just took me to say yes, Jesus, and no, Jeff. That's all it was. It wasn't, it wasn't this huge I, God, God came into my life and see, and he and he said, He said, Jeff, he goes, You got some problems in your life. He goes, You're a sinner, and because you're a sinner, that's gonna lead to death. He says, But I have something better for you, and it's called my son, Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross for your sins. And if you will trust him, I want to put you on another path that's going to change your life forever. And I said, yes, Jesus. And so what happened was, is where I was, where Albert's standing right now, is I just took one step. And that was my first step of faith that I took, and that was all I had. It was all I could do at that point. That was it. And God says, God says, he goes, listen, he goes, he goes, Jeff, I got more for you. And, and, and I say, yes, Jesus. And, 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 I, and I take a step, and you take a step. And I take a step, and I think, wow, that wasn't very hard. And, and, then I, and then I say, God says, take another step. And I say, okay, and I keep on growing in my faith, and I take another step, and he goes. And, and, but what happens is that sometimes I turn around, and I start looking at the place I was. <laughs> and I quit looking at where God has me to go, and what happens is I quit growing in God because I've left his way, and I'm trying to go back to where I came. I'm trying to be back to the person that I once was. And, I, and I'm not following my Savior. But that's not what God has for us. God says, listen, he goes, I don't want you to keep your eyes on the past and where you are. He goes, I want you to keep your eyes on the front. And, but this problem I have is, is every time I try to grow in Christ and every time I try to grow, I, it just I, I'm not getting any closer to God. Because he takes another step. And I'm like, God, but you're still... I'm still so much farther from you. And how do I get this life where I want to grow closer to you and be closer to you and closer to you? And then he takes another step and I take another step and I'm like, but I'm not getting there. And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And I look at him, like, but Lord, I want to be like you. Stop, stop. God, he's doing it just like God. And, and, and so what happens is, is I keep on looking forward and I keep on thinking, God is just out of reach. But when I look back to where he brought me from, I see that God has made my life different. See, God's way is not focusing on where I was. It's on focusing where he has me to go. In our Christian life, guys, thank you so much. Guys, you know, it's, it's not because, yeah, thank you. God has things for me more so than I can ever want for myself. He knows what's better for me. He knows more what I can attain than what I can. We got to quit this. We get in this Christian thing where we take that first step and we say it's great and we die right there. God says, I've got better things for you. I've got better things for you. See, that leads me to the highway. I've got my choice. If I was to pull out here on I-65, I can go north or I can go south. I can go towards Christ or I can go back towards my own way I came from. See, in, in verse 10 it said, in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 10 it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. See, when God brings things in my life, as he's taking me, sometimes I feel like God's shoving me. Okay, and he's taking that step and we're taking that step and he's bringing things in my life. He says, hey, Jeff, he goes, I love you, but I, we got a problem. He goes, you've not repented of this sin in your life. And I say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me of that. And You know what he does? He says, okay. And then we take another step. And he keeps on filtering me and and working on me. And we keep on taking steps and we keep on taking steps. And then as I'm walking with God on his highway to where he wants me to be, which is always going to be better than where I want to go. Why do we follow God kicking and screaming? But yet we go full whole heart for Satan. And we're going over. We chase after him, but we fight for God. And we're fighting like, God, I know you want me to go there, but not yet. God says yes today. But I don't want to go, God. How many of you have been to Walmart with a kid and they want to go to the candy aisle? And you're like, you know, that's how we are with God, right? And we want to go that way. But God has so much better for us. See, godly sorrow, when, I, when God convicts my heart... It works into repentance. Repenting means to turn away from where we once were. Turning away from it. It doesn't mean keep on facing it going, yeah, but I had a great time. Woo, that was fun. You know, it means it goes, thank God for allowing me to get past that situation and focusing on him. God, I'm so sorry I did that in my life. Thank you for forgiving me, but I'm going to focus on the front. If you ask me about my testimony, we had that first song about testimony. I never tell these guys what, 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 what songs to do or anything else like that. I always just love how God shows up. If I ask you about my testimony, oh, I'm going to spend a lot more time on what God's done in my life than what I've done for Satan. Because you know what? What was in my past is under the blood of Christ. What's in front of me is what's better. I want to give God, I I hate it when I hear people talk about for 45 minutes of their past and what's gone wrong and everything and they spend three seconds on Jesus. I'd rather spend 45 minutes on Jesus and give the devil nothing. Godly sorrow brings repentance and it talks about the first repentance has when I repented up front at the very beginning when I repented up front and everything it led to my salvation I said that listen I know I'm a, I know I'm a sinner and I know that because I'm a sinner I deserve hell but Jesus died for me and because of that I'm repenting of my sins and I'm taking that first step that led to salvation salvation in Jesus Christ. I made the choice. To repent, I find myself repenting all the time as I go forward. And here's the thing you think that once you become a Christian, you're like, Jeff, you're the pastor of this church. You've got to have it all going together. Listen, I'm just as messed up as you are. I just get to give you guys what's wrong in my life all the time. You guys can hold back what's going on in your life and not do it, but I have to live my life as an open book to you guys. Why? Because not because I want to justify what I've done in the past. It's because I want to encourage you to change for the future. Because if I can do it, so can you. God still brings things up in my life. And and I tell you what, sometimes God will bring something I did in my past and I almost smile inside. And I think, "Well, well, well, no, that was wrong. And I say, God, forgive me of that. And I move on. And I don't regret. Because I know where I'm going. The more repenting I do, the more closer I give to Christ, and the more I go. And, and, and as I dive in my Bible, and I read, and I learn, and, and God's really laid it on my heart about loving people this year. He says, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Basically, love God with everything you got. And he says, okay, and then they ask Jesus, and said, well, what's the next best crime? He goes, love your neighbor as yourself. Man, I love myself a lot. i got to be honest with you. I look out for me. But I need to love you more. See, that's that, that, that servant thing, right? I've got to become less, and I've got to make Jesus more. I want you guys to see Jesus in my life, not just Sunday morning. Every time I do that, and I do it, it's another step. And it's another step. But I have a problem. I think some of you guys are going the other way on the highway here this morning. Maybe you're a Christian, and you're looking at it, and you're saying, you're saying but yeah, I've trusted Jesus as my Savior, but you're still right here. He wants you way down over there. And, and what happened is, is you're not repenting of things in your past, and you're not growing in the faith, and you're not trying to step forward. God is over here still, and he's saying, he's, listen, I got something better for you. Please come. Listen, I know it hurts a little bit, but I want you to come. And you're like, you know what, God? If I stay right here, I've got my way into heaven, we're good. And God says, I've got better for you. I've got so much better for you. And that's the Christian side of that. And that does bring regret. I've talked to people and they say, Jeff, you know, I was called to be a missionary. And I said, well, did you go? And he says, I don't. I haven't went. And I've talked to people who have been called to be pastors. And I said, well, did you go? And they said, no. And I said, well, why don't you go now? He said, because God's not calling me anymore. That's sad. That's sad. He just wants us to have the faith to take that next step. And take that next step. Then we have other people in this room right now that haven't trusted Jesus as their Savior. And they're back on the starting line. And they're looking forward and they're looking and they're going, but yeah, my way's got a lot of fun in it. But I'm telling you, what leads to is death. And we're not talking about just the physical death. We're talking about a death in hell. We're talking about the second death. You don't get a do-over on that one. I've had all kinds of do-overs in my life. I wanted a do-over with that, that London fog so bad. God gives me a do-over. And I said, but God, I messed up again. How do you keep on forgiving me? And he says, because I love you, Jeff. He says, just take another step. But, but God, but what about, Jeff, quit focusing on your past. Focus on your future. Repent and step. And that's what I want you to do for Christ this morning. I want you to figure out what highway are you on? Are you on your highway? Are you going your way? Are you still thinking that your way is better than God's way? Or are you going and saying that, listen, I've had enough of my way. I know what it's brought in my life, and I want to keep on walking for Jesus Christ. I want to go God's way. I want to keep on moving forward, and as I move forward, I know it's going to hurt, and God's going to bring things in my life. He calls that purifying, by the way. When you talk about it in the Bible, it talks about dross. If you take metal and you heat it up, the impurities come to the top and you scrape that off the top, that's called the dross. Well, that's what God does in your life. He keeps on working on you and bringing things up in your life and he takes them off. He takes the dross off your life. And what happens is as I get closer to God and get closer to God, I'm getting purer and purer in the Holy Spirit. God's working in my life. Good things are happening because Jesus loves me. It's a process. It's a process. Listen, if you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior, I want, we're going to, we have, we got the Lord's Supper, we're going to do this, but I feel like God wants us to do this first. I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys to come out and back up here first, and then, and then we I want to give you guys a chance of invitation this morning. I want to give you guys a chance to say that, listen, maybe, maybe you're on the starting line and you say that, listen, Jeff. I want to trust Jesus Christ as my Savior. That's that first step that I want to make. I want you to come forward and I want to tell you how Jesus Christ will change your life. Not because I said I'll show you from the word of God on what he says. Maybe you've already trusted Jesus and you're on the first one. Maybe you haven't been baptized because you haven't done that. Or, you, or, you, or you're stuck on the starting line because you've, you've got yours, but you, God wants more for you. And you say, that. listen, I want more too. And then I want you to come in and basically, you don't have to tell me about it. You just come over and tell Jesus about it and say, God, I need a mulligan for you golfers. Just give me a do-over. I, forgive me of where I was in the past. And I, I want to go for it for Jesus Christ. Everybody stand, please. Guys.